This sermon is titled Prayer of Submission and Surrender, Part 6. Be enriched as you listen. Last several weeks we've been studying on this theme or on this topic, following Jesus in prayer. Following Jesus in prayer. And what essentially, what we're doing essentially is looking at the life, the ministry, and the teaching of our Lord Jesus on the subject of prayer and trying to learn some things that we could put into our own lives. And we like to follow His example. And if you follow Jesus, you will never go wrong. You'll never be wrong. Just do what Jesus did. Follow His example. And what we are uncovering is that there are different kinds of prayer. Different kinds of prayer. And we give the example that, you know, with a ball, you can play many different games. You can play football, soccer. You can play basketball, volleyball, throw ball. It's the same ball, but different games. And there are different rules that apply for those different games. You don't apply football rules on the basketball court. It'll be chaos. You don't do that. And I'm not saying prayer is like playing a game, but I'm just using that as an illustration to say that there are different kinds of prayer and there are different rules that, that we have to follow in engaging with God in these different kinds of prayer. You don't mix them up. So we talked about believe the Lord's Prayer as a pattern for prayer. We talked about believing prayer. We talked about persistent prayer. And today we're going to talk about a different kind of prayer. We're going to talk about the prayer of submission and surrender. The prayer of submission and surrender. Now, how you do and when you do the prayer of submission and surrender is different from believing prayer. Of course, we pray believing God. We are praying to the same Lord. But the situations are different. When you're praying for healing, when you're praying for deliverance, that's the time you pray believing prayer. When you're praying for receiving something for yourself, that's the time you pray believing prayer. That's not the time you bring in prayer of submission. Sorry, don't mix them. You never see Jesus do that. Are you with me? In praying prayer of submission, surrender is a very specific thing. It's you surrendering to the will, plan, and purpose of God for your life. That's when you pray the prayer of submission and surrender. Now, we know that the Lord Jesus lived his, the entirety of his life in submission to the Father. From the time of his birth on, he was in complete submission to the Father. No questions. Perfect submission. And sometimes we may assume that walking in obedience was very easy for Jesus. But that's not true. It was not easy for Jesus to walk in obedience to the Father in a certain situation. We're going to look at that. And this is so true for us as well. In some matters, it's very easy to obey God. It's very easy. Yes, Lord, I'll obey. That's easy. But you and I will find in our lives that there are situations when God calls us to obey Him, calls us to follow His plan, follow His assignment, and we might find it very difficult to follow that. And it is in those moments that we really need to learn to pray the prayer of submission and surrender. We need to learn to do that. So when you follow the life of Jesus... As his life progresses and as he approaches closer to going to the cross, suddenly he starts talking about being very disturbed, very troubled. The Prince of Peace seems to have lost his peace. 
Don't quote me on that. I'm just making a statement. The Prince of Peace seems to be troubled, seems to be distressed. Yeah. This was the man Jesus speaking. As he was getting closer to the cross. This was his life assignment. This is the, the, the main reason why he came. This was the will of the Father. And yet, he found it so difficult. So let's pick up on that. that from that point in his journey on earth. And see how did Jesus pray in those moments. How did he pray? What did he pray? John chapter 12. We're going to go to John chapter 12. Verses 27 to 33. John 12. 27 to 33 please. Listen to what Jesus says. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? Question mark. But for this purpose I came to this hour. Verse 28. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. Look at verse 27, how Jesus begins. Now my soul is troubled. Lord, you are troubled? Never thought Jesus would be troubled. What was he troubled about? to go to the cross. He had to do the will of the Father. He had to fulfill his life assignments. And he's being troubled about that. So sometimes, when you and I are called to obey God, we may feel troubled, difficult. Jesus felt it. So it's okay for you and me to feel it. But if you're finding it difficult to obey God, Jesus felt it. So he's asking this question, what shall I say? Or you can rephrase it, what should I pray? And the question is, should I pray, Father, save me from this other? Should I pray like that? God, get me out of this. God, this is too difficult. I don't want it. Take me out. Should I pray like that? No. The answer is implicit. No. What should I pray? Verse 28. No, then he says, For this purpose I came to this other. That means, hey, I came for this purpose. This is the very purpose why I'm here. To go to the cross. So what should I pray? Verse 28. Father, glorify yourself. Are you with me? What do you pray when you find it difficult to obey God? What do you pray when you find it difficult to follow the will of God in your life? Father, glorify your in other words, God be glorified. Now we have a song written on that. 
And I forget the forget the words, you know. Glorify your name and all the earth. You know. Father, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Spirit, we love you. Glorify your name. It's the song. But Jesus is praying. Father, glorify yourself. What should you pray when you are in a moment when you know what the will of God is? You know what God wants you to do, but you're finding it difficult. What should you do? Focus on your purpose. This is why God has called me. This is why God has put me on the earth. This is my life assignment. This is my purpose. For this purpose, I came to this hour. So, Father, be glorified. That's all I want. Myself, I'm finding it difficult. But I'm here not for myself. I'm here to glorify the Father. We are here to glorify God. That's what Jesus prayed at that moment. Father, glorify yourself. And then you can see his positioning, his posture. What does he do? He said, now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And if I be lifted up, that means if I go up on the cross, I will draw all people to myself. So what did Jesus focus on? He focused on the outcome. He, he said, if I go to the cross, the ruler of this world will be defeated. And I will draw everybody to myself. So what do you do when you're in that moment in your life, when you know what the will of God is, but you're finding it difficult to do the will of God? Focus on the purpose like Jesus. You pray, Father, you be glorified. And focus on the outcome. If I obey God in this, something good will happen. In Jesus' case, the devil will be defeated and I will draw all people to myself. Are you listening? Amen? So this is how Jesus prayed at that moment. Now let's go a little closer. So this may have been several weeks before the cross. Now as he gets closer to the cross, you can see him talk more about this. So now we go into the upper room. The room where Jesus is seated with his disciples in Matthew 26. This is his last meal with his disciples. He's going to celebrate the Passover with them. He's going to have the Passover meal with them. Knowing that the next day, he's going to be on the cross. He knows it. And this Passover meal is very different. Because in this Passover meal, he's going to tell them, what is going to happen to him. He's going to tell them. I want you to try to imagine this. I'm not sure if we can communicate this in the, in the same intensity or what Jesus would have felt. He took the bread and he said, this bread is what is me. It's what's going to happen to me tomorrow. He broke it and he said, this is my body. This is how my body is going to be ripped apart. He took the cup. This is my blood. Tomorrow, my blood is going to be spilled. How would you have behaved in that moment? Tears running for yourself. I don't know. But this is how Jesus prayed at that moment. Matthew 26, as he's seated in the upper room and he's telling his disciples, this is what's going to happen to me. And I'm, I'm bringing in a new covenant. This is how he prays. It says, Matthew 26, verse 26 to 29. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it 
gave it to the disciples. Take, eat, this is my body. 27, then he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Can you just try to imagine this? He's saying, this is my body. This is my tomorrow. This is going to happen to me. This is my blood. It's a new covenant. In his mind, tomorrow my blood is going to be spilled out. But what does he do? How does he pray? Both verses. He blessed and gave thanks. How would you have prayed in that moment? He blessed and gave thanks. Paul the Apostle writing to us in 1 Thessalonians, he says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in everything in the middle of everything when God is calling you to obedience and even every part of your being is saying God I'm finding this very difficult in that moment give thanks Thank God that he strengthens you. Thank God that your obedience will bear fruit for his kingdom. Thank God that whatever you're going to say yes to, it's going to be for the glory of God. In everything, give thanks. That's what he did. He blessed and he gave thanks. And from the upper room, we go a little closer to the cross. We go to the garden of Gethsemane. How did he pray there and what can we learn? This is a very familiar passage because we hear it read to us almost every year around Good Friday and maybe on other occasions as well. Let's go to Matthew 26, 36 to 46. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for the eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise. Let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. What can we learn about prayer from this passage? I want to just highlight several things here. Verse 36. What did Jesus do during his time of greatest trial? What did he do? 
Verse 36. I go and pray. What are you and I, what are we going to do in our time of greatest trial? What are we going to do when we are finding it difficult to follow through in obedience to the will of God? I go and pray. You're going to find the strength you need to do the will of God in your place of prayer. Verse 37. He began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Think about this with me. Sorrowful and deeply distressed. What was he going to do? Go to the cross. He was going to fulfill the very purpose for which he came. A purpose that was determined before the foundation of the world. This was his life assignment. This was the will of the Father. And yet he was feeling full of sorrow and deeply distressed. Do you think it was easy for Jesus to walk in obedience to the Father? This verse says, he found it difficult. So it's okay. If you find it difficult, if I find it difficult to walk in obedience, there may be times when we say, God, this is getting really hard. This is getting tough. Jesus felt it. But he was in the right place. Prayer. Verse 38, he took three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and he tells them, watch with me. Lesson to learn. It's good to have some people pray with you. As you are preparing to follow God in obedience to his will, Jesus did something. He got some people to pray with him. Three of his closest disciples. Pray with me. Watch with me. So it's a good thing to have people pray with you as you are pressing through into a place of submission and surrender and obedience to the will of God. It's good to have that. Few people pray with you. Verse 39. What's he praying? If it's possible, let this cup pass from me, but not as I will. But as you will. If I want to restate it, paraphrase it, he's telling the Father, Father, this cup is too difficult to drink. Father, I'm finding it difficult. There's nothing wrong in telling God you're finding it difficult to come into a place of obedience. It's okay. You tell God what your struggles are. You tell God, God, I know what you want me to do, but getting to that place is difficult for me. Help me. But I'm committed to doing your will. Not my will, but your will. That is the prayer of submission and surrender. Are you with me? Jesus, Father, I'm finding it difficult. But not my will, your will. Your will be done. Verse 40. Could you not pray with me for one hour? Sometimes the prayer of submission and surrender takes time. We don't know how much time Jesus was here in prayer, but I'm just assuming maybe if each time he prayed one hour, he must have been there praying for three hours. It wasn't an easy prayer. Thy will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. No. He prayed for one hour. Came. Went back. Probably another hour. Maybe another or third hour. So if it takes a long time for you to get into that place of complete, perfect submission and surrender, it's okay. Just keep praying. 
until you get there. Are you listening? And if it means that you're going to pray over several days, it's okay. Just keep praying till you get to that place where you say, Father, I'm here exactly where you want me to. I'm in a place of complete alignment and surrender and submission. I'm here. Just keep praying. You prayed for one hour, two hours, three hours. It's not a simple, easy prayer. Verse 41. He's telling his disciples, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Now he's not only talking to his disciples, he's talking to himself. Many times the sermons we preachers preach are the sermons we want to preach to ourselves too. So he's not just telling his disciples, watch and pray that you don't enter into temptation. It's a message for him too. And what is the temptation Jesus is facing at that moment? It's the temptation of avoiding doing the Father's will. Are you listening? But what is the antidote to that? Watch and pray. So this prayer of submission and surrender is so important for you and me to journey in to doing the Father's will and avoiding the temptation of not obeying the Father. Jesus faced it. Watch and pray. Then verse 42, Father, if this cannot go unless I drink it, I'm ready. Now he's in a place. He's not asking, can it be taken? He's saying, okay, no option, I'm here. I'm ready. He's moved into that place of surrender. Verse 44, he comes the third time, he sees his disciples asleep. What does he do? Let me take a nap with them? No. I am going to go and pray. And sometimes you may need to pray alone. Especially in those moments when it's critical. It's the last mile. It's the final lap. That's the most critical time. And that's the time you need all the help you can get. But the people who are there with you are falling asleep for whatever reason. You might need to pray alone. Jesus had to pray alone. That last final lap, he had to do it alone. But he did it. Final thing. Verse 46. Rise. Let's be going. Now that I've finished praying. Now that I've come into this place of submission and surrender, I've got to follow through with obedience. Let's go. Meaning, let's obey. Where is he going to go? To the cross. I finished praying, but now I've got to follow through with obedience. Are you all with me so far? Yes or no? The prayer of submission and surrender. I want to bring our attention to Hebrews chapter 5, verses 6 to 10. Where the writer of Hebrews, now we don't know exactly who wrote Hebrews. um, But whoever wrote it, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is zeroing in on this prayer in the garden of Gethsemane. And this is what the Holy Spirit writes through him. Hebrews 5, 6 through 10. As he also says in another place, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. 
called by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. I want to bring your attention to a few things here about the prayer. So it's talking about Jesus, how he prayed with cries and tears. And notice it says, he was heard because of godly fear. So his prayer of submission and surrender came out of a place of godly fear. It didn't come out of a place of threat. It didn't come out of a place of torment. Oh, if I don't obey, fire and brimstone will fall. That's not the... It was, came out of a place of godly fear. Godly reverence. God, you're worthy of this. And he was heard because of his godly fear. The second thing I want to bring our attention to is this. It says there that he learned obedience. Jesus learned obedience. It didn't come automatically. He learned obedience. He learned to journey into a place of submission and surrender and obedience to the Father. If that had to happen in the life of Jesus, how much more in your life and mine that we learn obedience and prayer this prayer of submission and surrender is going to help us learn obedience. It's going to help us learn to come into that place of obedience and surrender. Lastly, verse 9. Having been perfected. He was perfect and yet he had to be perfected. He had to demonstrate that maturity, that completeness that comes by walking through it. He was perfect, but he's got to, he had to live it out. And you and I need. To do that. So, what's the application? When and how do we pray the prayer of submission and surrender? There is daily surrender. Every day you and I surrender. Father, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And in many instances, it's very simple. It's very easy. Yes, Lord. It's easy to give, go in line with God. But there are also special moments and turning points. There are those big, monumental, important decisions, the special moments, choice of a career, where you're going to live, whom you're going to marry, whom are you going to associate with, big decisions. And in those special moments, in those turning points, you and I, have to pray the, learn to pray the prayer of submission and surrender. And young people, don't think the sermon was only for the pastors. Think about your own lives. Many times you want to marry somebody, but that person may not be a believer. They may not be very, you know... Uh, they may be doing very well in life. They are promising you the world and Mars and Moon. I say, yes, this is the man or this is the woman I have to marry. They got everything. Maybe they're not a believer. Sometimes they may be a believer, but they don't have the same call on their lives like you do. The Bible says, can two walk together unless they are in agreement? So how are you going to walk with somebody? They may be the greatest person. They may have everything. And your whole being, I mean, you love them to the moon and back. And the sun and every back. I mean, whatever, you know. But they're not aligned to what God wants to do in your life. What are you going to do? Will you pray the prayer of submission and surrender in that situation? It's not about whether your parents like it or your pastor approves of it. It's not about that. It's about whether you will do the will of God and say, Father, glorify your name. That's it. Will you in that moment say, Father, I am very sorrowful to let this person go. <laughs> but not my will. I'm deeply distressed, God. But not my will. Your will be done. But you got to pray that prayer. 
our career choice. You may want to go somewhere and God says, I need you here because I've got something to do through you here. I said, but God, I like that place. God says, but I want you in this place. What are you going to do? You may be deeply distressed. <laughs> you may be greatly sorrowful. But you need to pray the prayer of submission and surrender. And pray as long as it takes for you to come to the point where you say, Father, I'm ready to be in this place. For this purpose, I've come. I'm here. Not my will, but your will be done. So, there will be those special moments, those turning points, those big life decisions that you and I need to be willing to pray the prayer of submission and surrender and align ourselves to the will of God. What do you do? Focus on the purpose. Focus on the outcome. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Father, thank you for the privilege of obeying you. Thank you for the privilege of making my life count for your kingdom. Thank you. In everything, give thanks. But you and I are not alone because the Holy Spirit helps us. Worship Tim, please come. Romans chapter 8. I want to close with this passage. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27, 28. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. You feel weak? You cannot do what you know God wants you to do? You feel like I don't have the strength to do it? The Holy Spirit helps you and me in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we are. Jesus asked the question, what should I pray? Father, take me out of this. No. Father, glorify yourself. The Holy Spirit helps us. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. See, when you're praying with the help of the Holy Spirit, you're praying in the Spirit, you know He's leading you into the will of God. He's praying according to the will of God. And what's the outcome? Verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. You feel weak. You don't know what to pray for. The Holy Spirit comes and helps us. I know how to help you pray according to the will of God. And what will be the result? If you follow the will of God, you know, verse 28, all things are working together for our good. For us who, or who love God, who are called according to His purpose. It's going to work out. It's going to be for good. For your life and the lives of so many other people, it'll work out. Amen? So, there are times. Yes, we know how to pray believing prayer, persistent prayer. But there are times we have to pray the prayer of submission and surrender. In order to do the will of God for our lives. May not be easy. May take some time, but you keep praying. Till you come into that place where you say, Father, I'm saying yes to your will for my life. I'm saying yes to it. Let's rise to our feet, please. We understand that 
Submission and surrender is active. It's not passive. It's not, I just pray a prayer, it's over. You pray a prayer and then you follow through. You live in obedience to God. And what you are called to surrender may be different from others. You don't have to do something just because somebody else is doing it. God may call somebody to give up something. He may call you to take it up. So it's a matter of learning to obey what God wants you to do. That's important. That's the important thing. Obey God and what He wants you to do. This morning as we are standing here, it's not by accident that you are here this morning. It's not by accident that you heard this word. Maybe there's something in your life, in my life, where God says, look, I want you to come into this place of submission and surrender. I want you to say yes to my will, my plan, my purpose. I know you're struggling. I know you're finding it hard. I know sometimes it's, it's maybe challenging. It's maybe painful. But that's the best for you. My will, my plan my purpose so it's not by accident that you're here this morning the Holy Spirit is here to help you and me do the will of God for our lives he's here and this morning would you pray and say father I'm saying yes to your will I'm surrendering I'm saying yes to your will let your vision be my vision let your desire be my desire. Let your plan be my plan. Let your purpose be my purpose. As we sing together, I want you just to talk to God. However, this message applies to you in your life. You talk to God. And may the Holy Spirit help each of us come into that place of perfect alignment to His will, His plan, His purpose.
just going to invite our pastors, some of our pastors are here, any life group leaders you want to join. Why don't you come and stand here and face the audience so you can pray for them. Our pastors, any of our pastors are here, our life group leaders, you want to pray for the people. Just come stand here and pray. Now, what we want to do is this. And I'm not saying this may apply, this would apply to everybody, but there could be people here this morning where it's a turning point in your life. It's a moment where you're making a choice. Go left or go right. Left could be your own way, your own desire, your own thing. Going right is saying yes to the will of God. And this may not apply to everybody, but there could be some here this morning who are saying, I am at that turning point, and this morning I'm saying yes to going right. I'm saying yes to the will of God for my life. And what your circumstance, what your situation may, maybe can vary. Like I said, maybe it's a choice of a life partner. Maybe it's a career decision. Maybe it's what God is calling you to do in life. Maybe some other situation. But you are saying yes to the will of God. And this morning as an act of, uh, you know, as an act of you saying, expressing that, I want you to come forward and let one of our leaders pray over you, pray with you. Let them just affirm, let them speak blessing, let them speak strength into your life to follow the Lord in obedience. It's one thing to say, yes, I surrender. That's good. But it's another thing to say, I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to be in obedience. So, we're going to open this time up for that prayer. We're going to sing this song one more time. And if you need that, just that affirmation, that encouragement, just come to one of our pastors and pray. And we will continue this. That means we will dismiss after this song, I will pray, we will dismiss. But anyone who needs prayer, you're most welcome to come receive prayer. After we dismiss, I will be on this side, but I will be praying first for our Bible college students. So if you're not a Bible college student graduating, then please don't get into that line. That is only for the students. I want to pray with them first. After that, we will pray for anyone else, right? So let's give them the privilege. Some of them are going to go to the train station right after this. And so we want to serve them first. Uh, and so I will be here. I'll pray first for the students. Then they can leave and anybody else needs prayer. We'll do that. So we're going to sing this song one more time. Those who need prayer, please come this side. Students, you can just come from here on. Make two lines. And I'll come and pray with you as we sing this song. Let's do that. I will close right after that. And then we will continue praying. Our pastors, our leaders, life group leaders, life group leaders, come make yourselves available to pray for the people, please. And trust in His presence, day all to Jesus, all to Jesus.
Father, we just pray that each of us will live lives in submission and in surrender to your will, to your plan, to your purpose. And help us to walk in obedience to your will. To live that out in our lives. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.